The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. At dusk one summer evening after a long hike into the mountains from Sky Ranch Lutheran Camp in Colorado, I sat with my church youth group and our leaders on a grassy ridge watching the sky change colors. A cool breeze blew across the ridge, inviting silence and stillness as we took in the sights all around. Below us to the east, the lights of Denver were beginning to flicker, and to the west, the never summer range rugged and snow-capped, towered over everything else. And there we were in the midst of it all. I'll never forget my sense of awe at the untamed majesty of the world, coupled with an awareness of my own small place in it. Have you ever found yourself in a moment like that? Have you ever been suddenly struck with appreciation and humility at the profound goodness of things? For people of faith, often the only appropriate response to such an experience is to sing with the seraphim, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with God's glory. Reverence is a spiritual practice, one that is easily abandoned in the course of our everyday lives. As we attend to our rigid schedules and react to repeated stressors, we often fail to notice the miraculous right before our eyes. That's how Simon's story begins in our Gospel from Luke today. He has already met Jesus, even witnessed Jesus heal his mother-in-law. Nevertheless, Simon's attention is fixed on his day-to-day -day responsibilities. When Jesus arrives on the lakeshore early in the morning and steps into his boat, Simon is likely even more preoccupied than usual, since he has nothing to show for his night's work. Can we blame him for his skepticism? 
When Jesus instructs him to let down his nets yet again, he replies, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Simon is not yet able to imagine possibilities beyond the scope of his experience. His frame of mind prevents him from perceiving the goodness of God in his midst. The net-snapping catch of fish, however, is a sign that Simon can't miss. This mysterious man who comes to him, the one he has called master without knowing what that really means, discloses the abundance of God's grace in any and everything. And Simon suddenly realizes that he stands in the presence of the holy. So he falls to his knees and he repents. Isn't it interesting how encounters with the holy have a way of driving us to humility? In a vision of God's glory, the prophet Isaiah declares, I am a man of unclean lips. Paul acknowledges his place among the first witnesses to the risen Christ, saying, I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church. And Simon responds to Jesus' gift of plenty with reluctance. Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. One interpreter characterizes these reactions as archetypal responses to God's goodness. Each time we experience sheer grace, we are simultaneously joyful and a little afraid, struck by how much more we've received than we deserve or even imagine. That's reverence. And you don't have to be party to a supernatural event to practice it. Can I commend to you a reflection by self-described writer, speaker, and spiritual contrarian, Barbara Brown Taylor. She has a beautiful reflection on reverence in her book, An Altar in the World, between pages 21 and 23. In short, reverence is the recognition of the sheer givenness of all things and the acceptance of our proper place in the giver's world. Our place, of course, is not idle, but active. Simon's reverence doesn't cause him to keep still, but rather to drop everything, to include the bounty of fish he has just hauled in and follow Jesus into the reign of God. Do not be afraid, the master tells him. From now on, you will be catching people. Dear Church, God meets us in glory and grace. And an encounter with the Holy has a way of startling us, humbling us, and reorienting us. Jesus is, for us, the face of God's goodness, the one in whom we perceive God's intent to claim us and call us into relationship with each other. Arriving again and again in the circumstances of our everyday lives, he inspires us, like Peter, to new reverence and teaches us to love. <laughs>